0: Hi everyone, and welcome to the "Say As It Is" with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, EDI, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Say As It Is With Pete. And today, uh, or in this week's episode, I'm going to talk about work-life balance. So while we're hitting the last week of February, I'm actually now off for a week on uh, vacation from my day job. Oh, finally, some downtime. But I have lots of things planned. Um, so I've turned off completely from work um i'm not getting involved in work um email response is on work phone is off happy days and my week is going to be filled of some things so it's end of month so i don't get paid until the end of the month anyway so the last working day which is going to be wednesday i think so i've got some cheap and easy things that i'm going to be doing over the next couple of days and then a couple of things where i am spending some money to do something But I have planned my holiday or my staycation. But I'm not here to talk about my holiday and my staycation. I'm here to talk about a work-life balance. Yes, we all talk about it. And is the work-life balance a buzzword? Um, And it seems like it kind of is becoming a bit of a buzzword, which is a bit frustrating. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, work-life balance kind of washing a bit like green washing and kind of pink washing and things like that you say you're gonna do it but you don't do it so let's cut the ball right let's get down to the nitty-gritty and this is the point of these podcasts they're open honest frank conversations now i'm one to or as i say you know kettle calling the pot black or something i can't remember what the saying is but you know look work life balance is something that has been something of interest to me for a while. And I've been looking at this. um, And on my last podcast, I spoke about ditching your mobile phones. Yes, get rid of your mobiles, because they are the problem. And you're probably thinking, P, what are you on about Ditching your mobile phone. My mobile phone is my life. That's the problem. That is the absolute problem. Now, I want to just go over something first. Now, I was brought up in the 80s. Um, so I was brought up before mobile phones were a big thing, especially, you know, the first phones that came out where you could actually, you know that you know the phones that you could actually just call people from and then they upgraded to where you could text people from and then along came the smartphones and they've evolved and developed over the years and when you know laptops and computers were you know becoming a thing and you know i've gone through all of that and seen that transition over the 40 uh years i've been alive but there are some good things to the old days there's some good things to the current days and there's some bad things as well so i just want to give you a timeline because i think this work life balance and i want to just say this because there's been such a change in the landscape of technology so when we're looking at you know the how how long the smartphones or technology have been around so for example i want to give you a bit of a timeline and a bit of a history to start this off so in 1971 the first email, the first ever email was sent uh, by Ray Tomlinson. In 1989, Tim Berners Lee invented the world wide web. So you got to think in 1971, the first email was sent. In 1989, the world wide web was created. In 1992, the introduction of the first smartphone, which was the IBM Simon personal communicator, was introduced. In 1994, the IBM Simon went on sale to the public. So two years after it was introduced, it then went on sale. In 2007, Apple released its first iPhone. 2007 okay in the late uh, 2000s to the early 2010s uh smartphones began to uh, to dominate the market and significantly impact our daily life so you gotta think the internet has not been around that long so the world wide web has not been around that long nor are smartphones but look how quickly and rapidly they've had an impact on out day-to-day life, right? And this is the thing. Now, I'm gonna be honest with this. To me, a work-life balance, I look and go, <laughs> you've gotta be kidding me, right? Work-life balance, yeah, all right. If I'm not working, I come home. And if I'm not home, I'm working. There's been weekends where I go into the office because there's things I wanna get done that I don't get done during the week because I've got so much going on, I just am focused. And that's my problem. And one of the things I have is that when I get an idea or something in my mind, I've got to do it and get it out of the way, or it bugs me. Now, that's just, I've always had that problem. And if I've got an idea or I want to write something down, I need a pen or a piece of paper, I need to write. Now, I am gonna be honest, I love pen and paper. I really, really do. Pen and paper are the best. And I think we should all be still using pen and paper, whether it's making notes, um, and I'm going to contradict myself on this one, but if it's making notes, writing letters, you know, planning things out. And I'm a very visual person, so I like to sometimes map out things as I think they're going to look. So a bit like a mind map or a spider diagram, as someone once said. But I like to visualize things, especially when I'm talking and writing things down or I'm thinking about my podcasts or I'm working on some, you know, content for e-learning or designing a, a course. And I'm you know, creating the content and the lesson plan and the, and the session plans and, you know, a workshop. I'm kind of mapping things out, pen and paper. And shamefully, I will admit, I'm not plugging this device, but if you have ever seen something called a Remarkable, Um, A Remarkable is a ink pad. So it's an alternate version to pen and paper, but it's electronic. Uh, It is so thin. And I mean, it is thin, thin. And you can write on it um, and you can do lots of things, but it's mainly just for writing and taking notes. And I've gone through so many notepads and stuff you know what I thought over a year ago, back in October, uh, 2022, I brought one um, and I haven't looked back. I've, I have continue to use it. Yes, I do admit I do default sometimes back to pen and paper, but having this e-pad or this e-notebook is great because it's got all my notebooks on there. I can do what I want with it. I can sketch, I can draw. The different ways that you can write and stuff is either a pen, Calligraphy. There's a highlighter. There's black, blue, and red. Um, it's it's a bit like a Kindle, but for as a notepad, and uh, it comes with an app. So uh, on the app on my phone, I can see my notebooks and I can share them and email them out. So for example, if I have written some notes about something, I can email that to myself. or I can email it to a colleague. So for example, I had a meeting the other day. Uh, and some of the notes i took from a previous meeting i sent to the group uh, and said here's my notes from last time and i wrote it in blue pen so it was all blue with the highlights on there it's kind of funky so have a look at it um and, and i will be shameful and say yes it did cost me about 250 quid but um i've not looked back honestly i haven't um and the same thing with a kindle i have a kindle um but that's because I love carry- I love to read and carrying books on, on trains and stuff can be a bit of a, a clunky thing. But having a very small, uh, portable Kindle works well for me as well. So there is a reason for me having technology. But a good thing about the Remarkable is you can link your OneDrive or your Google Drive to it. It connects to the internet and that's it. There's no web browsers. There are no, you know, apps you can download. It's just to do documents and write. So when I'm in that creative space and I'm thinking, I need to think about designing something, then I'll sit down and draw it out and map it out. So it's great for me. And it, it and, I, and I think it's great for anybody really. So it's enough for me plug in the remarkable. Um, but that's the form of technology I use. But I think looking back at that timeline, you can see how things have developed and how short we've had some things in the world of technology. And as we move and grow... There are more things coming into it, like robotics, for example. So the company I work for, we have a lot of robotics that have been introduced from robotic hoovers to robotic window cleaners to all sorts of robotics, but they're not to replace anybody's jobs. I think robotics, uh, when they're around, they're there to support the individual in their job and give some people time back to focus on other things. And robots are never going to replace people. They probably will in years to come, but they won't. Um, as far as I'm concerned, we're not in my lifetime anyway, I hope. But when we come to this work-life balance in that timeline, you can see that there has been such a change. And the biggest change is those smartphones in 2007. And I remember when Apple first launched their iPhone and their iPod. I remember the iPods when they came out, the big chunky, clunky things. And then there's the iPod Nano, if you remember them, then the iPods uh, which looks similar to the iPhones. Where you could download some apps and stuff on them. Um, and, and I don't think iPods exist anymore. Um, and if they did have i have already say this, when I've been to the Natural History Museum, not Natural History Museum, sorry, the Natural, the, the Science Museum, there's a section in there of technology. And I can spot some of the phones and gadgets that I used to use as a kid when growing up. And it's quite shocking that they're already in a museum. My God, there are a few phones in there. Some of the Nokias I used to have from the the flip down Nokia with an aerial that uh, that slides up that you can just make calls on, which is my orange mobile phone then. Uh, It was not orange, but it was for the orange network. Um, And then when it was O2 and BT and, you know, one-to-one, the old phone networks, um, you see... I see it and I go, oh my God. And I, I laughed with a friend of mine, a friend of mine came down from Scotland and we went to the science museum and they were in there and I was like, oh my God, I feel old because I can see things that I used to use. How bad is that when there's stuff that you used to use in a museum, even typewriters? Oh my God. Anyway, I think in the similar days, technology was great, but you realize how far it's come because now your smartphone is everything. You have all the apps on there. You're from productivity, to communication, to utilities, to social, uh, to social apps like Instagram, X, which is formerly Twitter, uh, Facebook, everything. Um, your phone can take amazing pictures, so both photos and video. So who needs a camcorder? Anybody remember the JVC and Sony camcorders with the flip out screens? love them and the tapes and rewind them as absolutely loved it cameras you don't need a camera now you've got your smartphone your smartphone is so smart it's unreal and most people's lives are on their phone so when you lose your phone you lose your life right not literally but part of your world has gone because everything is on there from paying for things now to sharing contacts to everything, to voice calls, video emails, everything is on there. And everybody relies on their phone. And one device to have so much on it is unbelievable. Like even TVs now, for example, TVs are smart TVs, right? You've got all these apps, you can do things with them, some recognize your face. You know, you've got, uh, I mean, Facebook brought out uh, one of their cameras, it could follow you around the room. just so much. It's just unbelievable. You've got smart speakers, so you've got the Google, you've got the Amazon one, you've got the Apple one. It's countless, absolutely countless in technology. And I think sometimes we get too mixed up in technology that it becomes part of our life, but I think sometimes we have to break it up and break the technology, hence why I'm talking about taking your mobile phone and breaking that relationship. Oh yes, stop using your mobile phones stop it there's one thing you do this year it's stop using your mobile phone as weird as that sounds yes there's that little pause stop using your phone you're probably going to kill me but it's totally okay what i mean by that is a lot of companies will not have a will not give you a mobile phone for example so you know cut down on costs and things they probably would give you a mobile phone or they would give you a, uh, you know, a, an app for your phone. So for example, the company I work for, we use an app called 8x8, and that's downloadable on our work mobiles or our personal phones. And that, once we're logged in, we can access the uh, phone system to make work calls, set when we take calls. So for example, I can set it so that I'm available Monday to Friday from eight till six to take calls. Um, and you know, it will come through, I can set it to do not disturb, uh, I can log on to my computer at work and via the app on the on the desktop version. And I can make calls, I can basically operate like a switchboard. So it's perfect because I can transfer calls internally, externally, I can do whatever I need to do on that app. And that's great. But also a pitfall that I have from having that app is I actually have my work email. Or we all have work emails and I think this is where I'm trying to get to so if you have a company mobile phone then you can download all your apps your emails everything on that phone then you have your personal phone but if you don't have a pers- if you don't have a work phone but you have those apps that are downloadable and you can use on your personal phone what we all tend to do by default, and don't say you don't because i know you do and you're sheepishly looking at your phone or thinking about it now but most of those apps you would have on your phone so what you've got on your work phone you've duplicated to your personal phone okay but also not only have you put them on your personal phone what you've also done is gone into your outlook or your email and added in your work email so now not only are you getting personal or or not getting personal calls, but only you not taking work calls via the work app, you're also getting the email notifications on your personal phone as well. And then what becomes the problem is then you've shared, because you don't want to use your work mobile, you've shared your personal number with people. So then people in the company start calling in your personal number. Ground rules, split your mobile phone up from work to home. Okay. And I think this is also the fundamental part as well is on your mobile phone, do not load your work emails on there because that's going to bug you because even when you go on holiday and you leave your work phone, and I'm, you know, look, I will admit, hands up, I've done this. I've got my work mobile with my emails on and I have my personal mobile with my work emails on. So the problem I have is that even if I turn my work phone off, I can still get notifications on my personal phone about some work emails that are coming in. If I'm logged on to the 8x8 app on my personal phone, I'm going to get those calls coming in on my personal phone. I'm not going to get a break unless people are calling out of hours. And if they're calling out of hours, they won't get me because I've set my, my time up. But during the day, I'm still going to get calls. And if I forget to log out the app on my phone while I'm on holiday, like this week, I'm still going to get calls to my phone. Now, I don't necessarily mind having that personal, uh, that, that, eight by eight example app on my personal phone because sometimes my work phone is not the best as the mobile so sometimes it's easy to have it on there but sometimes i need to break it so i think there's you know in the last podcast i I spoke about habits and i think we need to uh, break some habits create some new habits and you know i think most of all of our top of our issue with a work-life balance is unfortunately our mobile phones and the use of technology stop it just don't put anything work related unless it's the employee portal that you've got to access your pay slips from or you've got to put your holiday from on your phone everything else block it don't put it on your phone use your work mobile if you've got one okay now i know for example in my team one of my guys doesn't have a desk phone He doesn't have a work mobile but he has the eight by app mobile I made sure when we put it on his phone, we set the parameters for him and that's it. And when he goes away on holiday, I make sure he puts his do not disturb on before he leaves. He isn't going to get disturbed. Okay. So there's things that we can do and there's things that we got, we can do for that to make sure it happens. But I also think that what we got to do is claim back our life. Claim back the me time. The me time for you. Okay. And this goes in both both sides, to be honest. So, you know, we all go to work at certain times, right? We know what we do. So we get up, we go to work, we come home. What we've got to realise is that when we finish for the day, we're done. Work is done. Once you finish at 5.30, you walk out the door, that's your time. Yeah, you go to the gym, you go home, you cook, you spend time with family, friends, you do a home workout, you go and watch a movie. But be reasonable on a school night. (laughs) Make sure you go to bed on time. Um, But make that time productive for you. Claim back your evenings. Claim back your nights. Yeah? Listen, there are times where I finish work at 5.30 and some of the guys in the office might say, do you want to go for a drink? You know what? Sod it. Let's go for a drink. Go for a drink for a couple of hours. Go home go to bed, get up. I've had a nice, sociable, relaxing time. Yes, with my work colleagues, but yes, it's been fun because we don't always talk about work. We do talk about other things as well. And it's a weird group that I mix with, but we talk about all sorts of things. And I know they listen to these, so happy days. But I'm claiming back my time. And I think that's what we need to do is claim back our personal time. So in the evenings, claim back your personal time. When you leave at five or 5.30 or whenever you finish work, make sure that you've closed your emails down. Your work phone is off unless you're on call, um, turn your work phone off. You don't have to look at that work phone again. Now, in the industry I work in, some of the guys I work with, you know, they're on their phones continuously. They're linked into social or WhatsApp groups within the business or within the hotel that they're in. So they're linked into a group with the gms the head house or that you know they are head housekeepers but they're linking with gms and reservations and operations and there's all these messages coming through and, you know there's pinging at eight or nine o'clock for lost property what are you going to do at nine o'clock for lost property you're not in the building the building's not burning down it's not a priority. It can wait till tomorrow yeah the guests can wait till tomorrow for example it can wait till you get back but in some cases you know people have got a whatsapp group for their team so they're getting messages to say i'm not coming in today you know whatever so if you're getting up early best thing to do is make sure that you commute your groups so you commute whatsapp for a few hours if there's a group that you're in and you're away on holiday for example you go on holiday you're linked into a whatsapp group to do with work or a group of friends for example uh, where you've all got a big group of friends together and you're all in the same group sometimes just put it on mute. You can mute it for a day, a week, eight hours, um, until further notice, you can mute the group, okay? Which means you'll still get the messages, you are just not going to get the notifications. And you can go back and look at it. It's not the end of the world. But I do think we need to claim back time. So in your evenings, when you finish work, turn your work phone off, claim back your evening. Weekends as well, claim back your weekends. Your weekends are your weekends. If you don't have to work, don't work. If you have to work, work your shift, go home, claim back your evening. Yeah, that's how it should be. If you do work from home, obviously you're gonna have your your work area. Separate your work area. Separate your work area from the rest of the place. If you've got another room, you can do it, great. If not, it's a separate table, the end of the day, close everything down. Don't leave it all open and think, oh, I'll just log off. No, close it all down. We all know from the pandemic, we all worked. Before the pandemic, I should say, we all worked in the office. Then the pandemic came and work from home came. And work from home has kind of stayed in some places and other places not. But if you are allowed to still work from home and you get more done, great. But don't fall into the trap of thinking, oh, actually, I've got a couple of emails. I can do that later. Or I'll do that over the weekend. I've got time. No, your weekend is yours. Claim it back, do something, go out, create yourself a weekend routine, create, create yourself a habit or, a, or, or, or something to achieve. You know, I live in London and I get kicked in the ass this all the time. I've got museums, I've got galleries, I've got things that I could do a weekend, but I don't do them because I focus my time on some basic things that I do out of automatic habit and a routine And the rest of the time that I should be more productive in my own personal life, I tend to sway a bit more to work. So I have to cut that. So I make sure that I don't take my work laptop home on a weekend because unless I'm having to take it because I'm going somewhere else on the Monday rather than being in the office, then I'll take it with me. Apart from that, it stays in the office. You know, so there's things that you need to do, but claim that time back. But I did mention your mobile phone. And I keep saying get rid of it but even in your personal life your smartphones are also designed for what we call on a focus mode and smartphones are developed and grown over the years and you do have the do not disturb and on their Apple phones you have focus time and you can create your own personal focus time so I know on a Saturday and a Sunday from 10 till 2 I have a me time focus and that means that between 10 and 2 My phone goes into me time, which means it puts every notification, possibly on hold, yeah? And I'm not gonna see anything until I take it off my notification in the afternoon. But also, what it does is it allows me, because it's so clever, I can actually allow certain people or certain messages to come through that I'm wanting to know about. So there's a couple of people that I will allow to come through and bypass that block, But then I can get those messages and respond if I want to. But also focus time is great on the phone because what you can do is you can set it for focus time at work so that you are not uh, being disturbed with continuous texts or messages or anything. Um, You can set yourself focus time for school or college or whatever. But the main thing is you can use uh, that focus time to do what you need to do. And it can be of great help as well as a hindrance, but also it's about reducing the amount of screen time. Yes, screen time. Having those focused sessions on your phone for a do not disturb like a me time or work time or study time is great because it's going to cause any distractions to stop. Okay, means you're going to get no notifications unless you've requested a certain person can bypass and you can get their messages. Like if it's an urgent call from your mum, your dad, your nan, your granddad, your boyfriend, your lover, your your mistress, your master, whatever. Um, But what you can do is you can set it so you don't get disturbed, which is ideal. Stop trying to pick up your phone all the time. If you can set your phone so a lot of your notification goes into a morning summary or an evening summary, it's great because then you can catch up. Now, one thing I do love about the phone as well is you can do lots of things about with the phone. So when you've got things about reminders and, you know, to-do lists and stuff, you can use your phone. But if you've got a to-do list or you want to think about things you need to do around the house, instead of putting it into your phone like we automatically do, what we do is we go into certain apps like a to-do list, Or notes or tasks, and we put in all these kind of reminders of when you know when we're going to do something, how we're going to do it. That's great, but then what you'll get is you'll get continuous reminders, notifications. You're going to get bored, you get annoyed of them. You're going to stick them on, um, you know, snooze, or you're going to go delete or completed, but you're never going to do it. Yeah. So there is a bonus and advantage for having those kind of apps because they're going to remind you. So when I need to take my medication, I get an, a, 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 an alarm all the time to say medication at this time. So that helps me. But, um, you know, and, and that really does help me. So that's an advantage. But what you've got to think about is if you've got things you want to do, you might get like a chalkboard or a whiteboard and you can get magnetic ones you can stick on your fridge or you put one on the wall at home and you can write down things you need to do and tick them off. That's more satisfying and rewarding than having an app flash up a notification that you've got something to do. Now, most people, especially Gen Z and Gen Alpha, have been brought up with the sole use of technology. And they're not used to pen and paper. They're not used to going back to the old days, back in the 80s and 90s, where you had to write things down. You could write on whiteboards and chalkboards. You know, you would have a a A5 or A4 week-by-week or day-by-day diary that you used to write in or a journal. Those days are gone. It's all on the phone. But claim back everything that you used to. Because, you know, it's great having a smartphone, but it's also great going back to the old way of doing things. And if we can, stop printing things as well. So a bit of ESG, save the environment. Do we have to print? Yes or no? No, we don't. You know but i like to write things so you know although i like to write things and use some apps to do that for example the e or the or the remarkable which is great i also love to write things down so for example i've got three of my best recipes banana bread bread pudding and there's another one on there i can't remember what it is that sits on my fridge handwritten on there so i can always look at it my yearly calendar i print out and stick on the fridge yeah I mark off the days yeah i know old-fashioned but i also have an app called countdown and it's an event countdown where i put all my events in set them for yearly reminders for birthdays christmas certain celebrations and events that i want to recap on and i can view you know past events you know repetitive events whatever i can set that all up great but also i can put them in a calendar i could write it down somewhere I think what I'm getting at here is we need to reduce how we use our phones. Stop using your phone for work. Do not put your work emails on your personal phone. Don't think that because you work for an organisation, if you haven't got your work emails on your personal phone, that's sacrilege and you've done something majorly wrong and people are going to hate you and you get fired over it. You're not. You've got work phones that you've got work computers. The emails can be picked up the next day and and nobody should be emailing you out of hours and nobody should be calling you out of hours unless it's a dire emergency or crisis. Everything can wait for the next day. Reclaim your evenings and reclaim your weekends. Yeah, book things to do. If you've got things laying around the house, a temptation for work, get rid of it. Now, I love to read and things, and I do have a very creative mind. So as I said, when I go out and about, especially when I go walk around the graveyard of a weekend and go for a coffee, my brain ticks. And I think, actually, I've got some good ideas. I want to make some notes. So what I might do is I will open my phone and make those notes. Great, because my phone is there, and that's what I can use for. Or if I'm out and about, and I've got my Remarkable, I'll my Remarkable out of my bag, and i make my notes great. Perfect. Just what I want to do. Same when I'm at work. If I've got some ideas buzzing, I get some pens and paper, I do what I need to do. But I think I've got it a little bit better over the years and it takes time of that work-life balance. And then you start to realize how much of your personal life you're claiming back from not having your emails on your phone, not using your phone for work calls or receiving work calls. Muting those WhatsApp groups for work that you are in with your personal m- mobile number because, you know, you mute them because you're on holiday or it's the weekend. But a lot of those groups are work-related, so they're on my work phone. Perfect. And don't get me wrong, I know it's on the Samsung at the moment, and I'm, and I'm not sure when it's coming to the Apple version of WhatsApp, but I know WhatsApp on Samsung's, or <coughs> excuse me, Androids, allow you to have two WhatsApp numbers. So you can switch between the two. One could be work, one could be home or personal. So there is that feature. But again, you're slipping into that work-life balance breach. And what I mean by that is that the two are overlapping and where you should have that split, you're now not having that split. So try and keep things separate. Absolutely separate. Now, when you start claiming that time back you then start to realize how much more time you have in the evening to do things and how much you're enjoying your evenings a lot better because you've disconnected your weekends become more enjoyable because there's nothing around to distract you about work although sometimes i do get distracted because there's things i want to do but if you don't have those distractions like your work laptop sitting there looking at you saying Come and use me, just one more email. You know you want it, just one more email. One more document you can create. That document you didn't finish Friday? Come on, you know you want to finish it right now? Come on. No, you get paid for the hours worked. And this, as like basic as it is, you've got to think about this. You're paid Monday to Friday, 9 to 5.30. Whether you do 37 and a half hours to 40 hours a week, that's it. After that time, it's your time your downtime, your personal time. It's you time. Whether you're using that you time to do things personally, or whether you're using it to spend time with friends or family, your choice. Do what you want with your time. Make it count. You get one go in life. And there are times I regret I could have done things that I haven't done. it's things that I know I should be doing. I need to pull my sorry ass up to get it done. But we've all got one go at this from what we know. So claim back that time break the difference and we all talk about as I say we all talk about work-life balance but the biggest issue I see within the work-life balance is our mobile phones we are tied to them I remember Facebook when you used to have to log on to the computer to access Facebook and you could poke people as well I remember that they got rid of poke because people complained about it too much but you could go onto Facebook by logging onto your computer with those great big screens before they even got flatter know yeah, the big keyboards clunky mouses loved it but then everything transgressed into apps. So everything's on the app. But please claim back your time. Just remember these simple things. Try and avoid all your work-related stuff. Remove it from your personal phone and just keep it on your work phone. Because if you're duplicating what you've got on your work phone to your personal phone, like I do, what's the point of a work phone? What's the point of having that? You might as well return that back with a phone number and say, I'm just gonna use my 8 by 8 number, they can just call me on that because everything's on my personal phone. But I don't want that. So all of my work apps are removed from my personal phone. My work email is no longer on my personal phone. It's on my work phone. If I didn't have a work phone, then that's fine. I would just respond to my calls and my emails when I'm at work. And then after that, I'm done. Simple, right? All we need to do. And I think there's a time, especially within the way we evolve within the work environment as well. You know, everybody should be available 24-7. No. Back in the 80s and 90s, in the early 20s, or 2000s, I should say, you would work, you'd go home. Your boss would only be calling you to ask you to come in early the next day or ask you to come in on a day off because they were short-staffed. There'd be nothing else. You wouldn't be asked to jump onto a Teams call at 8 in the evening to have a discussion about a certain problem or an issue. You wouldn't be text or emailed asking to log on to the computer because you need to draft a proposal to a client by tomorrow morning. You know, you you wasn't being asked to log on to complete a PowerPoint presentation or a design for a special poster that needs to go out by 9 a.m. tomorrow because somebody forgot to do it, but they can only rely on you to do it. No. You've got every right to say no. And especially in France, there is a rule that says you're not allowed to email after a certain time. So you're not allowed to email after 5 p.m. and that's it. You can't then re-email again until the working day at 9 a.m. If you email between those times or interrupted, it could be seen, could be seen, could be seen as a breach of employment rules or regulations. Obviously, case by case. Bring that in here. But I think that's the thing. We get too mixed up with work and we think about it too much and we need to stop. Reclaim our lives, reclaim our time. And that's the main thing for 2024. For me, again, is claiming more of my time. But being more productive. Spend more time with friends and family, not stress. If I need extra money, then I can do extra things on the sideline or get an extra job to get more money. Or I could go and ask for a bonus or a pay rise. Actually, not a bonus, but a pay rise. And that would be an interesting thing because I'm sure I would get, um, yeah, I kind of know the answer I'd get on that one, but that's another story. Anyway, enough of that. But I think we need to claim it back. So claiming back my time has giving me more chance for me to do things like podcasts, create my own side business of creative zone but also create more social media content and some extra things that I love to do. It gives me more time to sit with my remarkable and think things out, make notes, design things, also to read. I love to read and being dyslexic, you think ah, dyslexics can't read, Well, we can. I have mild dyslexia and I learned to develop my reading skills and abilities and dyslexia can be improved to a degree. Spelling is not always great, Reading's not, it, my reading is fine, but sometimes I get mixed up with the words. So, for example, I didn't pick up that day on an email, integrate, or interrogate. So I got the word mixed up, and I didn't spot it. Someone else did, and if they listen to this podcast, you know who you are. Um, but I realised and was like, oh, god damn, is everything right? Luckily it was, I just didn't pay attention to the word properly or the spell checker. But... I do love to read. And uh, when I do read books, I get lost in my own world and imagination, and that gives me more time. And I could sit and read a books for hours. And I've got loads of books on my bookshelf that are educational, that are for the jobs that I, for the, for the world I come in, in learning and development, teaching and education, I've got loads of books with different topics and subjects and lessons and resources and materials, It's countless. And I keep looking at book, these, those bookshelves and thinking, oh my God, I've got too many books. But I love to read. Even books I've read before, I read again. But it's about claiming your time. So my top tips of all this rambling and being honest about this is disconnect your work life from your phone. Disconnect yourself. If you're in groups for work, for your personal phone, because you have no choice, okay, great. But remember, in an evening, mute them. At the And you can mute them for eight hours. Go into WhatsApp, click the three little dots, click on it, click mute, and then mark how long you want to mute it for. Mute it for eight hours. And then when you go up in the morning, the messages will be there. Set some of your notifications on your phone down to being a summary in the morning or a summary in the evening. So it will show you the summary of the messages you would have received during your downtime when your phone's on Do Not Disturb, and also show you the summary of the messages that you would have got during the day helps as well. Use your phone for focus time. Set focus times for your own downtime, but also for work, school, college, wherever it may be. Study, whatever you need that downtime for. Again, once you set that downtime, you put it on that that downtime mode or that focus mode. As soon as you take it off, you'll start getting all your messages and, and, and notifications back. Yeah? Also, as I say, when you work, do your, not necessarily your core hours, but work what you need to work. And once you step away from the office, don't stick yourself in office mode permanently. Just because you work Monday to Friday does not mean you have to be available from from midnight on a Sunday, at 12.01 on Monday morning, um, all the way through to 23.59 on a Friday night. No, you're not a machine. You're only available for work during the hours that you work. After that, it's your time. It's me time. Claim it back. Be more productive. Aim for some of those goals that you're looking for and achievements you're working towards. Do something around the house. Clean the bedroom. Do your washing. Work on that shelf that you've been meaning to put up. Plan your next holiday. Look at ways that you could be more cost-effective at home. Whatever you want to do, you do it. If you want to learn a new new skill or task, do it. You can watch YouTube videos. There's loads of things around. I watch a lot of YouTube videos when I'm at home because it helps me learn a lot of things because I love to learn, hence why I'm in L&D. But there's loads of things I've learned from doing different things. And yes, some have been work-related learning, but actually it's also helped me in other ways thinking of, you know, while I'm working at, or while I'm doing the creative mind strength scope stuff, there's actually things that could actually support me in that. And actually, when I'm looking, thinking, actually, I didn't know that. Now I do. A little bit of bank of knowledge for me on the side. But also, it might help me day to day when I'm trying to plan things or do things with friends or family and keep them all in line. But also, limit your screen time, please. And what I also mean as well is your phone, although it's attached to you, make sure you put your phone on bed mode or or nighttime mode. So you set, your, especially on the iPhone, you can set your phone to a certain time where it winds down. Once it's wind down, it's on a do not disturb or in sleep mode, which means you can still get those important calls that you set from who you want them from or certain notifications you want during the night. But apart from that, you'll hear nothing on that phone until the sleep mode is off when you've turned off your alarm. So for example, 10 o'clock is my sleep mode and at 4.30 when I wake up in the morning, it takes it off. I get all my notifications. Done. But you are in charge of your work-life balance. Nobody else. You're in control. Claim back. I'm empowering you. Yes, I'm empowering you, your individual you, to claim back what is rightfully yours. And that's your personal time and your work time. Leave everything you do at work at work. When you finish work at weekends, it's your time. Remove those apps. Hide your laptop. Even, even even if you've got your own work from home office, close your laptop, unplug it and stick it in a bag. Stick that bag in a cupboard. Out of sight, out of mind, right? And I do that with some food. If I buy some biscuits I really want, I stick them in the cupboard, I forget about them. I forget they're there until I go to the cupboard and see them and go, oh my God, they're there. I've been craving a biscuit for weeks. Forgot I had them. Bonus, I'll eat them because now I found them, but hey ho. But it's that thing out of sight, out of mind. So I know this is a pretty long podcast this week, and it is about kind of that work life balance. And as I say, your phone is the problem. You can see from the timeline at the beginning of this, all the way from 1971, when the first email was sent, to 1998, um, when the internet was created or the World Wide Web. 2007 when smartphones became the bane of our lives and had a an heavy impact on our day-to-day some people can't go without their smartphones attached to them over the years i've learned to decrease my usage and only use it when i need to and yes there are some times where i'm up until two three in the morning scrolling through instagram um yes bad habits but Everybody's life seems to revolve around the phone. When I was growing up, it didn't revolve around the phone. Involved in going out, doing things, writing, drawing, taking in the sights and sounds of what's around us. And I think that's what we forget in life. When you walk around your city, whether you're in London, New York, Australia, um, Poland, Romania, wherever you are, UK or abroad, we all tend to walk with our heads down. Well, you know what? Walk with your head up. Look up. There's things going on above you that you haven't seen or you've missed. You didn't realise were there. One of the things I've recently got to do is when I normally go out, I stick my headphones on and I'm listening to my clubbing music everywhere I go. But on some occasions, I take some earplugs. Yes, earplugs. I stick the earplugs in instead of headphones and go for a walk. It reduces the amount of noise of the traffic and everything around me, but also it gets me to pay attention to more what's going on around. I'm looking a bit more. I'm seeing things a bit more because I'm less distracted by the amount of noise. And normally when I'm listening to my headphones, it's distracting me because they're noise cancellation headphones. So I can't hear anything on the outside, but I've got this head music on anyway. But just that change from headphones with music to earplugs has a different impact on me. And yes, I sometimes wear earplugs around the house just to have a focus and i wear earplugs in the office as well drown out some sounds to help me focus but i think if you're going to figure out your work-life balance for 2024 it's making those small adjustments as i've said removing those apps from your personal phone that affect you with work don't duplicate your work phone to your personal phone mute yourself from certain groups or messaging sessions where you feel that you just want to break yes we all have a social media blackout but also have a flown blackout set focus modes on your phone. So it automatically come up at certain times also on smartphones. If you didn't know, especially with Apple, you can actually limit your screen time by the amount of time you spend on an app. So for example, if you're always on Instagram, you can limit your time on Instagram to only four five or eight hours or whatever you want. After it hits that time frame, If you've been on there, if you've been, if you set the limit for four hours only, to be on Instagram today, once your four hours is up, it locks you out. It'll ask you if you want to go back in and remove the lock, which you could, or you can ask for five more minutes. But in general, it will block you and say, "Uh, uh-uh, you've done your four or five hours. That's enough for today. That might help you claw back some of the you time. Read, do things you used to do when you were growing up. Enjoy the environment around you. Remember, when you finish work, it's your time. At weekends, it's your time. If you work from home, close that laptop, put it in a bag until tomorrow morning. Yeah, Don't think that because it's there that you might as well work until midnight to get certain things done. Go by the old golden rule. If it's not done now, it can wait till tomorrow. Unless it's a life or death situation and the building's burning down, you've got to get it done. Or you don't get done, you can pick up first thing in the morning and get it done. Adjust your time. You know, some things take longer to do. So for example, if I'm creating content for a learning course, or I'm creating certain slides or presentations, for example, I did something recently for mental health, and it was looking at mental health within our teams for certain managers through certain transitions of a hotel Uh, and the way it goes from one side of the hotel into the next hotel, and the issues and impacts of mental health and well-being on our staff. To create the slides that I wanted to do and get the information, it took me over a day to create that. Yes, a day. Seems a lot. You think, oh, a couple of PowerPoint presentations, nice and easy. No, it didn't. For the content and what I wanted and for the impact I needed it to have, it took a day to create. Some of the learning courses I create can take up to a week to create. You may think, oh, it's a simple subject, but actually, the time I've got the content and I've got all the correct information, I've created the the course, it's been uploaded, it's been branded correctly, I then send it out to review. It can take up to two, three days to get that part done. Once it goes out to review, it can take another another two days to get all the amendments and adjustments done and then get it ready to launch. So things take time. And I'm not going to think, oh my God, I've got to get this e-learning course done and out within the next 48 hours and spend the next 48 hours working every possible hour God can give me, apart from sleeping, to get this done. No, I will work the time I need to work to get it done. And then once I'm finished for the day, I claim back me time. There's also a book that I would suggest reading as well called The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yes, I said the word apologize but it is called the art of not giving a fuck and in that book it talks about that topic it's not a it's more about you have so many fucks to give and how many fucks would you give sounds a bit crude but it's kind of like uh, the things you care about the things you don't care about what you're going to give your time and attention to to what you're not there's also another book called shifting the monkey and that's about taking things on that you should take on and not be passed on by other things so for example people shove things on my desk that have got nothing to do with me and like a muppet i take it on and that monkey then becomes my problem i'm having to feed water take care and look after that monkey and it grows and then i give it back or i try and give it back but i don't want it back so it sits at the back with another twenty thousand monkeys some of silverback gorillas back there where they haven't moved because i can't get rid of it again or sometimes there's sharing the monkey. And that means that more than one, Or if you if you have to collaborate on something, you share the collaboration. You're all taking care of the monkey. You're watering it, feeding it, grooming it, looking after it. Sounds a bit weird, but it's a book to read. So um, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck and Shifting the Monkey are two books I would recommend reading. I will put the comments of where you can get them on Amazon. Uh, but have a read of them. Really good books. Very short books, but really good books um and it really makes you think so it's all about changing your mindset as everything is mindset is the key thing here so if you approach your work-life balance a little bit different in 2024 by some of the things that i've told you and it's going to help you great i'd love to know down the line how it goes but remember don't duplicate your work phone to your personal phone remove remove all those unnecessary apps take your work email off your personal phone Do it, that's why you have an email at work. You weren't meant to take your work emails home with you. Make sure that you claim your time back in the evening. Make sure you claim your weekends back. If you're in groups like WhatsApp or Telegram to do with work, make sure you mute the groups in the evenings for at least eight hours. When you go on holiday, like I am at the moment, some of the groups I've muted For the week just to give you peace of mind and remember when you get back to work it's still going to be there you'll have to organize your week or your first couple of days back to catch up on emails and things that have gone on in the business or things that you need to catch up and do or projects that you've been landed that you didn't know you've got that you now know you've got but work is still going to be there at the end of the day and if you didn't know this you can claim extra time back if you're on holiday and you get disturbed so for example not lots of employers know this and this is where i bring my bit of my hr knowledge in there's something called claiming back for um disrupted holiday so if you're on holiday and you've been called by your boss or your company to jump on a project or do something during your working holiday that now becomes work related so if you spent half a day or a full day focus on something for work one on holiday, it's interrupted your holiday, you can claim that back as uninterrupted holiday claim back. Okay, so if you've done a day or half a day, then technically you've worked. So I would put a request in for unclaimed holiday. Keep a record of it, keep a track of it, or it's on your phone, or you've written it down somewhere, but keep a track of that, because you're entitled to claim that back because you were interrupted during your holiday to do work time. So you can claim the interruption back as time owed. A bit like a loo day. If you work on a bank holiday or you've worked extra hours but you do not get paid for them, you can claim them back as loo days or loo hours. You can do very similar to this as well because you're claiming back the time that's been interrupted or taken away from you to work on work projects while you've been on holiday. So use it. That's one of my top tips for this year, okay? But also, for example, holidays, cheekily as it is, I know this is about claiming time back and technology, having that work-life balance, but I have that work-life balance. Plan your holiday out for this year, people. I'm one that don't do it. I don't, but this year I've planned my holiday out. I've been kind of cheeky because if you plan your holidays during the bank holidays, it's better. So if it's a bank holiday Monday, take the four days off after that. Next bank holiday, next four days. You spread your 28, your 20 days out as well as having the eight bank holidays. So it looks like you've got longer off and it gives you more time to relax, yeah? Always remember, even if you don't do it that way, but you want to plan your holiday, you've got an idea of where you want, of when you want to kind of go. Book it in now so it's pre-planned. Dates can always change, right? But book it in, pre-plan it, Happy days, because that way you're taking back your time and you're being more focused because you think, well, actually, I'm going on a holiday in a couple of weeks. So you know what? I'm going to plan something. So for my holiday this week, I've already planned things because I already knew I was taking that week. So I've already planned things I want to do that week based on when I'm getting paid, how much money I'm going to have, what I'm not going to have, um, things I want to do, um, So I've kind of planned that that staycation out. And then I'm off again at the end of February. So again, what I haven't managed to get done this week, I'll probably do that week. But I've also planned already things I want to do in that week. So it becomes a lot easier. Yeah. Plus also, I know I've got extra time to do things and I can plan things with friends and things. I'll just have some more me time. But enough of my rambling. Um, I hope this episode has given you some ideas about how to claim work-life balance and makes you realize that actually technology has a big impact on our work-life balance because having these smartphones especially where they've come in and had a bigger impact on our lives since 2007 they're probably the bane of our lives because these as I say have cameras they can do voice recordings you can watch tv and stream from them you can send emails make calls Send videos, film videos. You can do so much with your phone nowadays. Why would you want anything else? Why would you want a TV? Why would you want a laptop or a computer? Because everything is on your phone, right? Because desktop versions of Word, Excel, PowerPoint are all on your phone in apps. So, hey, that's why when you've got a work phone and all the apps are downloaded on your work phone, you can do everything remotely on your work phone because it's easy and accessible. So if you're not in the office, you've still got access to emails, Word, Excel, PowerPoint, whatever. Very limited views, very limited capabilities, but it's improving, but you've still got access to it. So who needs needs most of this technology, right? So, plus also, sometimes using your mobile phone to watch TV actually works out more cost-effective than watching a normal TV, unless it's with a certain rating, and sometimes TVs use quite a bit more energy than you expect, trust me. But anyway, be more organized this year with your work-life balance. Claim back your life is the only way. By making those adjustments I've suggested or recommended, you might see an improvement in your work-life balance. And I would love to find out from people if it actually works. But remember, we only get to go round once, as far as we know. So let's go round once, but let's go round with whatever we've got left in our life, knowing that we've opened ourselves up to more opportunities we've given ourselves more time back. And that's what it's about, getting your time back. It's not about giving more time, it's about claiming that time back. So again, I hope you found this podcast of use about how the wonders of technology has had a very interesting impact, both positive and detrimental in our lives. Um, But I hope you found it useful. Remember, you can always go back and listen to this podcast and any other podcast or bonus episodes in the "Say As It Is with Pete" series via RSS.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast from. Keep listening, keep uh, subscribing. You can also follow the. Um, say as it is facebook channel where these are also uploaded as well um and remember if you ever want to get involved in any future episodes of podcasts or you have a topic you want to talk about i'm more than happy to jump on to a podcast with you just drop me a line and we can um, pick it up through my dms uh, via linkedin or via pete at creativemind.zone so yes again thanks for listening enjoy your week And, uh, listen out for a few more plays.